I can't focus on these Americans who think that, you know, white power is uber alles. Welcome to Won't Be Silent. I'm your host, political TikToker and opinionator, Abe Gurko. Everyone should be able to voice their opinion. We want people in this current moment of resistance to use their voices. We're here to discuss the many reasons why we can't and won't be silent. Each week we will explore a movement and see if we can bring people together with one goal, to speak up and say, I won't be silent. Nichelle Davis is an activist for women's rights, but not only that, she has been on the forefront of every voting rights initiative and I really am glad that she's a friend of mine on TikTok. So my name is Michelle, but I go by the OG of the HRC. Um, I started my TikTok because I was going crazy out of my mind during COVID and I just needed an outlet. I've been involved in politics since I was very young, but I just felt like I wanted to just use TikTok to say what I wanted to say because I felt like some people, what I believe in, people weren't saying or afraid to say. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> and when you say you were in politics for a long time, was it mm-hmm. manifesting in being activist and being involved in activities like that or part mm-hmm. of any particular organization? For the most part, everything has been based around Hillary Clinton. Um, all of my volunteer time, everything has been her. I grew up in a household. My dad was a Kennedy Democrat. And so that was ingrained of giving back and just being involved and getting people to show up to vote. Get out the vote has been one of my big things since I was 18 years old, getting all of my friends to get out and vote. And once Hillary got in the race and all that, I was that was that was my focus, you right. know, 2008 and 2016. So right. All right. So, yeah, that the whole Hillary thing, I don't want to spend too much time talking about that because I know that brought too much heartbreak Mm -hmm. both times, you know, Mm -hmm. because it took me. I was a Hillary first before I jumped on the Obama bandwagon. Me too. um, Yeah, I don't know. I I just wonder what kind of world we'd be living in. You and I would not have met (laughs) Hillary Clinton one. You know, it's as simple as that. And that just brings up this whole idea that fate has bring that brings us together, which is the, a random pairing. But to me, it's an extraordinary random pairing because I've been so fortunate to connect with so many great people through this kind of COVID horror experience. Me too. I feel exactly the same way. There's like you and so many others that it just makes me feel like I'm not alone. And we're all worried about the same thing. We're all concerned about the same thing. And we all want the same thing for the most part. So there's something enlightening about that, I have to say. Oh, I, I just feel so I so grateful for the, you know, everything is a teaching moment anyway. Mm-hmm. Tragedy and strife and whatever. But this is what I and what I'm harnessing now and what brings us together is that I want you to be part of what I feel I'm making into my job from now till November, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, a volunteer driven, um, bringing the TikTok community into some kind of cohesive plan towards saving democracy. And uh, I feel like the thing 
about the Democrats that we all know suck, which is that we're policy wonks and we're not good messengers and we're not, you know, all the things that we're not, we're so much better in, in terms of that our hearts are in the right place and that we want what's best for the people. We're clearly, we're at a turning point where that doesn't matter anymore, you know? Exactly. Loving yeah. thy neighbor is almost like a bad, it's like a bad, <laughs> bad thing. Right, know? right. I know. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. But whenever I watch your TikToks, I am so impressed with your, you know, not only your your ability to like zero down on exactly what not only I believe in, but just that you communicate very well the importance of various people to be getting behind. I like some of the people that you've already mentioned. And I guess what we're what the plan is, it's not just, of course, me alone, but I've already had meetings with the DNC. No Dems left behind, uh, run for something. And the idea is to just get as many organizations that, you know, are trying. I don't know about the DNC that much, but um, that that they have to kind of almost hand over to this group of TikTokers that I'm pulling together through this podcast, through my YouTube channel to be able to say, okay, let's just talk about one issue for a week. And we do that in our own way to our own people. Mm-hmm. Of course, first things first is getting voting rights. I mean, mm-hmm. that, to me, yeah. is more important than build back better, as I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I feel like we need to almost move on from build back better for right now, because if we don't get this voting rights bill, the act passed, then then there's nothing left. That's just the reality of it. And I think that people need to also understand that Kristen Cinema, unfortunately, I feel like is not the only one who's apprehensive about eliminating or carving out the filibuster. And I think that that needs to be talked about more because she, to me, is sort of protecting some of the others. And I feel like someone like Senator Rosen, who has made it very clear that she's not in favor of even carving out the filibuster for the Voting Rights Act, it kind of gets pushed under the rug and then everything turns to cinema. And I get it, cinema is a lot and she's exhausting and all of that, but there's other factors going on. And if we really want to take this on, then we have to discuss that as well. So tell me, who are some of the people you're already vibing on? I love, love Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada. I, I think don't that know anything about her, but email me after. I will. So she, in 2016, she was like a bright light on that horrible night. And she won by, I think, two points. So no matter what, it was going to be a difficult race for her. But what has happened inside of Nevada is very interesting because, as you know, I'm sure it's the Harry Reid machine there. And what he did in Nevada was pretty remarkable by turning it to truly blue state. But what's happened in the off time is that a lot of the more progressive liberals have kind of take over some of these seats and inside of the party. And it's kind of frustrating because that's not Nevada. Nevada is very blue collar. As you know, it's not all Las Vegas. So she's someone that I'm very nervous about. And whether we keep the Senate or don't keep the Senate, I don't want to see her lose her seat because I think she's a productive Senator. I also, I'm a little bit nervous about Mark Kelly in Arizona because I think Arizona is just such a peculiar, (laughs) you know, yeah. And um, peculiar is which is no time to be nice. This is Mm -hmm. us. We have to like tear it down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as nervous anymore about New Hampshire 
I think Hassan will will keep that seat. Georgia, obviously, we're all on pins and needles for Georgia. Obviously, we want Stacey Abrams. I'm also really looking into governor's races because if something like Roe v. Wade gets overturned, it's the governor's signature that makes these decisions. So, of course, I'm a big fan of Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. She's going to be a toss-up state. It's a true swing state. Um, Laura Kelly in Kansas, the governor of Kansas, I would love to see her get, I think she's perfect for Kansas, you know? So those are the ones that I'm personally really paying attention to. I decided that governor's races were going to be like my thing for a while to get people informed because just because you don't live in that state doesn't mean that that doesn't affect you or someone that you love. So I think with Roe v. Wade really potentially being thrown out, that's something that I think that we all need to to move forward with and allowing people to understand how serious this, this, this can be. So that, that's where I'm at right now. Right now, that's where I'm at. You know, well, it sounds so, like Nevada would be a good state for you to adopt. Yeah, I would. I would happily have. And it's close to me. So, um, right. you know, yeah, I would happily adopt Nevada. Well, think but, about that. And then we can put together people that we could like kind of put mm-hmm. in that camp. For, yeah. Because you're going to need, there's going to be things to do. I think when COVID kind of goes behind us, the thing I really want to do, the other thing, the reason why I'm adopting Georgia is because I found, literally feel like I found Marcus Flowers first. He posted that Mm -hmm. video of his and I like on the second day I found it. Okay, so Nevada and you make a Mm -hmm. lovely pair. No, but that just seems like you know a lot about that state. I do following it for a while so that would be Mm -hmm. great the other thing is uh i don't know what i did what other things have you been kind of i thinking about to do that um well i came up with this idea recently where it's sort of the same thing that you're kind of going along where politicians are so disconnected from the public in terms of being seen as people feel like with politicians they can't get close to them or they feel so then they don't bother you know what i mean And so I've come up with this idea of trying to get candidates who are running and politicians who currently are in office to do like a cute, like 60 second Q&A of like who they are, not about policy, not about anything like that. Because a lot of times people, it's like the old scene from the W. Bush era, right? Right. Who can you have a beer with, which is ridiculous and stupid and shouldn't matter at all. But it does. And it gets more people involved. So I was thinking of kind of reaching out and just being like, hey, I would love to do like a 60 second TikTok with Senator, you know, Cortez Masto. And like, what's your favorite movie or what's your just to get something under the surface? Because I feel like the politicians who are on TikTok, it seems so forced. You know what I mean? Like Kristen oh, Gildebrand has this like TikTok account and sometimes they're cute or whatever, but it just seems very forced and very unnatural. So if you could just get something that's like, just be you, just answer I questions find, about. Yeah, I find her so annoying. <laughs> I can't even. Me too, me too, <laughs> me too. For New York, you know, I don't like either one of them. But I just think that that's missing. And if we can get people more connected, then they can feel like, oh, then I'm more interested in this. Or what do they do? Or what are they behind? Or what do they believe in? And I feel like that that's missing. So that's something that I'm been kind of playing around with. I started reaching out to some of the communications directors for some of these politicians to just be like, hey, this is an idea. It could be beneficial to you, could be beneficial to us. You're up for re-election, so you need all the help that you can get kind of thing. So that's something that I've been 
toyed around with. Now they're going back into session. So they'll be more in town and things like that. So, you know, that that's definitely something that I've been thinking of recently. I'm starting this new thing that I'm going to try out on you. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. You know how I'd be, you know how in the back of Vanity Fair, they have the Proust questionnaire? Yes. <laughs> so this is like, it's not as many, that's not as many questions, but I okay. haven't, I haven't named the questionnaire yet, but that's just going to be a process. But uh, okay. I don't want to call it the won't be silent questionnaire. It's too <laughs> so I have to come up with something, maybe just Abe's questionnaire. But uh, so these are just a few little things. So okay, who would you like to have coffee with, dead or alive? Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, I love that. Yeah, she's my girl. Mm -hmm. Is she everything? She's everything to me. Like literally since I was like 10 years old, just I thought she was an amazing actress. But then as I found out more about AIDS and how she just was willing to give up everything to do the right thing. There's nothing more inspiring than that. Nothing. Nothing to me. She's so everything. Uh, If you became president today and can implement only one executive order, what would it be? Um, one executive order would be universal health care. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you could replace one person in the GOP, who would it be and with whom? And when I say replace, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it would probably be... Has to currently be serving, right? Yeah, I'm telling okay. you, it's like you're officially giving like the yeah, Guido, take okay. care of this guy. Right. <laughs> um, it's going to be Mitch McConnell because he's like cutting the head of the snake off, you know. Um, with you on that. But, and who would I replace? I would replace no, no, you, you know, that I, I, I just realized that that second part of the question doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter yeah, right. anymore because <laughs> you would replace him with the Democrat, I know. Anyway. Right, right. <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's a good, I like that question now even better because it gets right to the point. <laughs> Top three movies of all time. I know it's hard, but just the ones that you think. Okay. The American President with Michael Douglas and, yeah. uh, Annette Benning, love that movie. Cat on Hots and Roof, Elizabeth Taylor. Probably, oh gosh, um, Philadelphia Story. Oh, good. Very smart choices. I like that. <laughs> of course, a Liz thing I have to get in there, of course. Yeah. You've seen all of her films, I'm sure. Everything. Right? Uh, the top COVID binge show. What was the, and during COVID, what was the one binge show that sticks out? If you need um, to do more than one, that's fine. I definitely binged Hacks. With Gene oh. Smart, one of the best shows on television, oh, hands man. down. My boyfriend is an actor, and he's up for a part in that show. And I'm like, please, please, please. <laughs> and I binge watched that, and we binge watched um, the Steve Martin Martin Short show with Selena Gomez. Oh, I like that. I loved it. It was so cute and so different. I love yeah, different. She was you know, darling. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, those are the two that we definitely. All right, so give, let's make it three. So give me one more. Third one. Uh, what else did I binge? I binge watch. Oh, um, uh, we binge watched The Crown, the original, because we did, we watched it late. You know, everyone else had already watched it. We only watched the first two seasons, but that's definitely something. It's, Those are really good seasons. It's but. gorgeous, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that's going to come out of left field. But what is your favorite protest song? My favorite protest song. You know, I'm probably going to go with something really corny, but. I am woman stands the test of time. You know, it just does. It's awesome. (laughs) It stands the test of time. This is silly, but 
if you had to spend the rest of your life with a bowl and a spoon or a plate and a fork? A plate and a fork. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then I leave you with this, which goes back to who I am and what everything. But if you only had one thing that you would say, I won't be silent about, fill in the blank, and you had to spend the rest of your life defending it, supporting it, being it, what would it be? Women's rights. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of the core of who I am. No, no, no. It's it's still a hard question because when you think of all the things you have to leave behind. But that's a good, that's a great one. When we look at the numbers of people that showed up during the Women's March, not only here in LA, but around the country, and how many people came out to support Black Lives Matter during the George Floyd aftermath, and how many people came out to rejoice when Trump lost. We got the numbers. It's mm-hmm. a matter of just making sure that we can put that same energy into this night, November election. Because if we show up, we're going to win. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why Republicans make it harder for to, you to vote. <laughs> yeah, because we're desperate, right. desperate mm-hmm. losers. I cannot stand them. Anyway, so is there anything else you want to add into this? That No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, well, stay tuned. You're part of the core group of, you know, militant TikTok <laughs> army. I'm honored. <laughs> I feel so honored. <laughs> no, it's going to, you know what? It's going to be great. I'm, I am going to die trying. You know, the, the mm-hmm. I'm sure you might know it maybe from past TikToks of mine, but my mom survived Dachau and my father survived being sent to Siberia to work camp. So mm-hmm. if you think I am going to live my life while they've passed away, in a fascist society, which it's not like I'm afraid I'm going to be put in anything, but 10 years from crazy comes crazier, you know? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right there with you. We're in it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Happy New Year. (laughs) Thank you. Happy New Year. I'll keep seeing you on the internet. Thank you very much. I'm glad you wanted to do this. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye, honey. Bye.